When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Warning, my voice is going to sound a little weird during this podcast because I switched software into which we were recording because we had a problem yesterday, and I did not change my input to my real microphone from the built-in microphone in my iMac. So if I sound a little tinny, well, that's why. Thanks for tuning in. Now enjoy the tinny version of Talking Real Money. We're talking real money. Hey, hi. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. It's another one of those midweek podcast things we do. Uh, We are so glad you listen to our little podcast, and we hope you will do so every single day. We have pretty much every day we have a new podcast up, Tom. Almost every day. That what else Monday would we do? Sunday. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, the options are A, continue to eat too much. Probably shouldn't do that. B, loll around in my bed till nine o'clock in the morning. Can't do that. You can't do that. And you are physically incapable. <laughs> C, clean out the garage. That's not going to happen. So check the box. It's going to be the podcast. Do podcast. So uh, we're here to try to guide you, to guide you, to point you in the right direction, to help you find your way through the maze that is managing money. And uh, it is a mess. It can be a real mess. So we want to help you do that. And we do that by answering your questions, taking your calls. You you email us with questions. Boy, do you email us with questions through TalkingRealMoney.com. We have 29 of them now. Okay. And we up. will get them all answered One soon. way or another. Soon. We will answer yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's important. So. Oh, man. Some of them are really long. Some of them are long. I'll give you those to answer. Some people ask these thousand word. Okay, we're not going to. No, we can't. We we may call and have a conversation with you about them because that's easier. But okay, Mm -hmm. we'll do the best we can. But if you do, if you have something complicated, you know, like you're doing making a big life change financially, take the opportunity to use our advisors. We provide them for your abuse. I mean, your use. You just. (laughs) Set up you an appointment can't with one of our them. advisors. We abuse them. Come <laughs> we on. abuse them. Set up a set up an appointment with them. Investory.com. It is free. There is no obligation. And what I, don't we do? We don't pitch you anything and we don't mm. we're not selling. And by the way, I had two great calls today. One from a gentleman whose somewhat elderly mother has two million dollars all in CDs. He's like, What do you think? I said, I don't know. Does she feel good about that? Or exactly. Well, not making anything on them. But yeah. what does she care? Right. And I had somebody else that I talked to that said, well, you know, I, I noticed that I lost 23 million, 23 million, $23,000 in the fourth quarter. And I felt pretty bad about that. But I also had a hundred thousand dollars in cash. and I wasn't making any money on that. What do I do? I was like, I, you know, you have you're doing to have it wrong conversation. From, you're yeah. doing it wrong from both ends. And yeah. you're, do- again, you're starting at the end of the process Correct. instead of the beginning. So what should I do with my money? No, you got to figure out what you want your money to do for you. First. Good point. Yeah. And, and that kind of brings us to today's top <laughs> topic of the day. Yeah. 
How much money do you really need? And do you have a plan or are you just playing? Well, so many of us investors, people who have a little bit of money laying around, play. We, we don't have a plan. We play. And we, we start at the end of the process. And again, how much money do you need? If you have enough money to live the rest of your life incredibly comfortably, why take risks? It is not a contest to see who can die with the most dough. And I kind of feel like Congress is playing this game because over and over again, we hear about all of these Congress people, both sides of the aisle. This is not a partisan issue at all. This is a greed issue. And they hear things in committees and they have friends in high places. And, you know, even though maybe they're not being prosecuted for insider trading, you kind of know when they sell something right before there's a bad announcement about the company or they buy something right before there's some big thing that, that's positive, you kind of know maybe they're getting some inside information. Well, about a week ago or so, my good buddy, our good buddy, Ron, Ron Lieber. Yeah, yeah, with a name like Lieber, he has to be Southern. Ron Lieber at the New York Times. Great guy. Love Ron. Love his writing. He doesn't write very often. Wrote a piece about Congress finally, maybe, uh, is going to pass a law that does not allow people in the Congress to own individual stocks. Not a bad idea. No, it's a good idea. It's an idea that's time way past gone. And by the way, there were some people in Congress, I think around the time of the, the kind of the major start of COVID that were trading stocks when they heard uh, what was going on with health etc you hear as you said you kind of hear about this stuff and then it manages to move on uh speaker pelosi then said well yeah people in congress should be allowed to buy individual stocks and sell into it's capitalism and somebody pointed out well yeah but you can do capitalism by owning mutual funds or exchange traded funds i mean exactly that is the point why do unless you're trying to game the system We don't believe there is any reason in the world for anyone to need to own individual stocks. You don't need to own them. You want to own them because you think you're going to win big. You think you're going to do better than the market. There's no reason to own any individual stock other than it will outperform the market. That has to be the reason. And But what I like about Ron Lieber, yeah, he points out that this is something that should happen. And apparently... From what I read today, it is something that's going to happen relatively quickly. Well, it looks argument, like it's going. Yeah it, yeah, it looks like everybody is kind of on board it's going. All right. You're right. Argue. It I makes just, us look bad. Yeah. Worse. I, I, I mean, they already look bad. Worse is how I'd put it. But uh, and so and what he points out is that people should if you're in Congress, you have your money, your money should be in a blind trust. It should be held by somebody else, should be managed by somebody else. You tell them, as Don said, here's what I'm trying to achieve. Here's my plan. I want to save, you know, I want to make this much. I'm willing to take this much risk. Then that's it. There is no, you know, in the conference committee, I learned about XYZ Corporation. And there is no reason to even bother with the stupid blind trust because most of them are putting it in a blind trust so they can continue to own individual stocks. Well, that's pointless. If they would just own something like VT or the Fidelity Total Market Index or, you know, whatever it might be, just own that. You're going to have you're gonna, your, your chances of success. Short the insider trading angle, 
uh, just guessing, uh, your, your odds of success are actually better just buying a stupid, broadly based, boring, cheap index. But there's something more fun about talking about uh, people in Congress and blind trust. There's something, it just feels good to say blind about the people in Congress. Anyway, that's a whole separate issue. So, but here's the thing here's another takeaway that I think is important. If everyone, everyone just put the money away in a blind trust or had your neighbor manage it for you, I can almost guarantee you would do better than what you do on your own because people have a tendency either to a look at it way too often, right? They get up every morning. Oh man, I lost money yesterday. Oh man, I lost money in that quarter or they put it in something and then they wake up one day because the news tells them they need to respond and they respond. Those are the two things we see most often. So this is where we believe the serve that when people say, well, what do I need? Uh, a good investment advisor. Why do I need a fiduciary advisor? Why? Well, this this is the reason. You look, you peek, you pay too much attention, you get caught up in it. Ron Lieber says in his article, an advisor fee generally covers mania avoidance and its attendant handholding. Yeah, I think that's very well put. But here are a couple of suggestions I have setting aside the advisor or not. And yes, as an advisor, I think most people need an advisor. Eh, sounds well, a little you self-serving. You talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of, it sounds a little self-serving, but then remember, I do talk to a lot of people every week about their money. So here's what I think you should do. I've mentioned this before. I think it's very reasonable to have a spreadsheet of your assets and liabilities and that that should get updated no more than twice per year because the people that are looking at this on a regular basis or looking at it because something's happened we know generally they make bad decisions. So number one, twice a year review, plenty enough. Number two, and I love this one. When times are really good and your portfolio is really, really, really done well, write yourself a little letter and say, here's how great I feel because we know this is about the emotions. Or conversely, when the market's gone down, oh, the spring of 2020, the fall of 2008, the whatever of 2000, you're just freaking out, then write yourself a letter about how bad you feel and then put those away so that you can use the other one when, right, when circumstances are bad and use the the converse letter when circumstances are good. And here's the other thing to know. Buy, we can, we can almost say this unequivocally because we've looked at hedge funds, we looked at actively managed mutual funds, all those things. We can pretty well tell you that buy and hold investors, if they have a plan if they use low cost index funds and if they ignore all of the noise do better than everyone else that thinks they've got to buy something they've got to sell something they've got to respond on that's the truth and so doing it really the way congress should do it hopefully we'll do it soon in this case, we'd actually be following their example, which I know is very scary in many ways. But in <laughs> this case, we're going to go we're with gonna, it. We're going to follow Congress. I know. That's, what's next? You know, so um, anyway. only in this case, I, yeah. bar- bipartisanship. Yeah. Come on. This is going to be like the one shining example of it. Probably. About, that's probably about right. Well, the year is still young. They could uh, agree yeah. on something else like yeah, they, a they, raise can only agree to, of they can only agree to keep the government going for like a month yeah, at a time. A it's like, yeah. OK, well, yeah, we'll pay the bills for another month. But after that, we're not paying the bills. Um, 855-935-TALK. That is a really important phone number because that's the way you can call us and ask questions. And I like them that way better. I like them either called in and you leave the question on our system or when you go to talkingrealmoney.com slash contact. See, I'm, I'm old fashioned. 
I don't like text messages and I don't like emails very much. I, uh, the talking is fun. I want to hear your voice. You're a talk show guy. What a big surprise <laughs> there, huh? Okay. So call yeah. Don and leave your message. Yeah, on but the if you leave them written, they get, a, they get a little piled up. Yeah, We're at 29 do. now, so let's get right. two out of the way. Can all you do right, two uh, without getting to, whiny? Uh, I'll always get whiny, but okay, all I'll right. do two anyway. All right, here, here's our first question. Okay. Tight, tight in. <sighs> I have been listening for a few months, and I have a question I have never heard you discuss. Privately held companies. I am a retired CEO of a highly profitable privately held company. I still own stock in the company I formerly managed. The value of the stock is determined by a buy-sell agreement executed by all of the shareholders. The value of my privately held stock is about one-third of my total portfolio. For purposes of asset allocation, should I consider the privately held stock to be fixed income or equity? I considered it to be more like fixed income because the value has no correlation with the public stock market. Yeah, it S-M-H. may not. It may not because it's not traded daily, but um, it still yeah. correlates. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Really consider mm-hmm. it fixed income? I mean, it like is a bond? Not. No, yeah, I, I would consider this a micro, 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 micro cap that could go away tomorrow. This That's is risk exactly capital. Right. Mr. McDonald and I have a lot of familiarity with small privately held companies Holy and buy cow. sell agreements and having other shareholders involved in them. So we're familiar with all of these things and the risk thereof. So I would no, this would be this would be part of my portfolio that I could say I'll wake up tomorrow and it is gone, period, because that happens every day to I don't know, hundreds of small companies in the country, a lot. And uh, fixed income is designed to provide stability to a portfolio. And while this has, to date, provided what appears to be relative stu- uh, stupidity, relative <laughs> <laughs> stability. Yep, exactly. Uh, I think that was a Freudian slip. I don't know. Could have been. Um, here's the Tom's absolutely right. This is so flippin' scary. You, as a matter of fact, if you were to come to us, we would we would ask you if you can begin the process of reducing this portion of your portfolio. You have, as the former CEO, have too much emotional attachment. You cannot, I'm sorry, I don't care how brilliant you are, how well you've run a company in the past, you cannot be unemotional. You cannot look at this stock and you need to have somebody else look at it. And here's the other part of that. You cannot know. I still love this quote from Shark Tank. One of their few moments to think of honesty. Someone was on the show and they and they were talking about that. And, and uh, uh, I got this company, I got this idea, blah, blah, blah. And somebody said, well, here's something that could go wrong. And the guy said, well, what about all the other things that go wrong? And, and I think it might have been Kevin, who I don't like, said, You know, for all the companies we own, there's thousands of things that go wrong. We've never thought of. There are thousands. There's thousands of things that Don and I own a company that we've never thought of could go wrong. Look at what happened to all the firms as a result of COVID. Do you honestly think that Ken Lay, even though they were cooking the books, do you honestly believe that he ever imagined that Enron could go to zero? Do you 
you imagine that the CEO of Delta many years ago, back in the 90s, imagined that Delta Airlines would go broke. Do you you think that the CEO of Washington Mutual said, wow, we're this multi-billion dollar, we got assets everywhere, we're in good shape, we've got all these wonderful notes, they're going to unravel on us. No, they didn't think they were going to unravel on them. The only guy I've ever heard be honest about that is a guy who did run Amazon, Jeff Bezos, who admitted that one day this company will not be here. It happens. He's right. So, and, no, and that's I, that the thing. Oh, and, oh, boy, oh, 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 my gosh, you make such a great point. That's the thing about individual stocks. Well, people say, well, the stock market is a zero sum game. You, 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 you're going to win, you're going to lose. You're going to win, you're going to lose. No, individual stocks win and lose, come and go. But what happens in the process is the Sears Roebuck and company, the Sears Roebuck and companies of the world, or the SS Kreskies or the Woolworths of the world are replaced by the Walmarts and the Amazons of the world, and they become even bigger than their predecessors, but they take up that part of the economy and, and grow from there. So that's one of the problems with individual stocks, sir. If I, if I was in your position, I would slowly and very, very thoughtfully with some tax planning in mind, begin unloading as much as I was able to do without hurting myself and that is allowed to and put that in a better diversified portfolio that includes some real fixed income. And I will go out on a limb and say that Don and I will do the same in our retirement. As a matter of fact, to some degree, we already have. Yeah, we've taken risk off the table. We still own part of the company, not in the manner which we used to. So yeah, we've already and, done and that. Do you, so. And do you know where the money is that I took out of, out of the scary individual company? <laughs> I don't let it's, me guess. Thousands see, of stocks. It's mm. in a massively diversified oh. portfolio of of global stocks, small cap, emerging markets, real estate, all the things we talk about. That's what my portfolio's in. They're all ETFs. Anyway, one more question. This is a short yes. one. You can do this in no okay. time. Okay, my sleep. I would like to start investments for my minor grandnieces and nephews. Too young for custodial Roth IRAs. Do not want to use GET program. So they must be in Washington. Your advice? has a 529 now as well, by the way. Yeah. Okay, but then to go back, so what's the purpose of the money? I can't answer that because that's all I got. So, but I'm getting from the GET that maybe they don't want to do anything for education. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, uh, okay, let's say, let's start with that. If you if it's just the get program you don't want you don't want them locked into Washington State schools or whatever the deal is with that you you do a five twenty nine yeah, okay. for education yeah. because you still have a lot of control over that you have a ton of control over that uh, if that is not what you if you think can their I college is, there yeah. by the way and we recommend Utah and I believe West Virginia not West Virginia plan. anymore not West Virginia no anymore. just Utah okay so Utah you go to Utah you go is it Smart Select I always forget it's, the my anyway, 529 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, type in Utah 529. That would be the place we recommend. I think their uh, I think their URL is my529.com or something like that. Okay. But the other the thing you can yeah. do is set up an account with a brokerage firm like Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade under the Uniform Gift to Minors Act. Set There's up no minimum uniform, age there. So. Yeah. Set up a Uniform Gift to Minors yeah. account. And uh, put it in a, a, a massively aggressive if it's going to be for their for their retirement. If you're trying to fund their retirement, put it in something like you know like 
small cap value. Go with Tom's a uh, uh, my uvula or whatever it is. A V U V. Yeah, I like A V U V. A V U V. Anyway, so that would be that's a no brainer again. But it, let's go back to the beginning. What's the purpose of this money? Because if it's education, there's a way to do it outside of get. If it's as you say. Don, for long-term retirement, if you're not going to do the Roth, then yes, just a Uniform Gift to Minors Act, put it in very risky assets and hope you hit a home run. That'd be my take. And that concludes the question and answer period for the day. But bear in mind, tomorrow on the podcast, on the Friday podcast, every Friday podcast, I take on a bunch of questions and try to answer them as best I am able. Uh, I mean, every once in a while, we mess things up like we did with the Dragon Fund. With, and with I don't TDF. think we ever had our, did we ever have our mea culpa on that one? I don't know that we did. I don't we think probably we did. Should. So we probably we got a, We got a note from someone who said they had a lot of money in TDF. <laughs> and we and it was right next to TDF. And it was okay, right now, next wait to, a minute. I'm going to just defend myself. You immediately said, you immediately went online and looked it up. I never had the well, opportunity to even consider the option. No, it was all my fault. Okay. okay but I'm you went along. You. Yeah, I went. You like didn't. A lot you of didn't go. You. You didn't okay, suddenly go. Hey, wait, wait Don. Don, I think she meant target date fund. <laughs> You're true. Okay, I accept that. Okay, that would have been a good moment, actually. Wait, but, I, now I'm thinking back to a few hires I made that where you went along, and then you blame me later too. Well, you were the CEO. Well, I know, but still, you thus, went along. Thus, you went thus, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the crown is heavy. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. God. Sound like my wife now, but yeah, you, the crown oh, yeah, is okay, heavy. Yeah. You were in charge, dude. <laughs> so wait a minute. I'm gonna take the take the hit on this one, but you're not gonna everything. Take it on- okay. Everything. Let's Danielle. Does he have to take the hit on everything? She's going up and down with it not the side yeah, to side not side to up, side up yeah got it uh okay, okay. Anyway, anyway we gotta go no, thanks no, for being a part of the no, podcast we gotta ask you what? to call us or sign up to have a meeting with somebody because we, we know did. you need the help so we go to vestry.com vestry by appella you get an hour people call me all the time say get an hour and i start talking to them and it ends up being more than an hour happy to make your life better when it yeah. comes to money let's put it that way tom just likes to talk he does he just what is uh, truly now that uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What's your favorite part of the job? Talking to people. Uh, yeah, that's true. It yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's fun. I, you know, it's, that, that's probably why I will only retire when they drag me out of the building, kicking and screaming and talking. Apparently <laughs> you can talk from anywhere, dude. Good point. Uh, what else did I want to mention? Oh, um, if you love the podcast, please follow us. Or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service, particularly Apple Podcasts, because it's the 800-pound gorilla in the business. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us. Rate us. You can only rate us on Spotify. We're not pulling our podcast from Spotify, no. Uh, I mean, I think Joe Rogan's an idiot sometime, but he has a right to be I thought he's going idiot. to rumble for $50 million. Where's our $50 he, million He does deal? UFC stuff, too. He's just nuts. He's a nut man. UFC, you mean like the like ultimate the fighting, fighting kind of oh, stuff? I hate yeah, that. Oh, God, oh, that's I, painful to watch. Well, it is painful to be part it of it. It is painful to actually do around. it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Speaking of which, in my acting class, I have a wrestler, a a a, uh, a wrestler, a rest a wrestler from the you know the world wrestling yeah, we thing. We call that wrestling. Wrestling is what yes. they do in the Olympics. But okay. yeah, no. yeah, it's funny. Um, anyway, well, don't she's do in an acting class. That. She's don't in an a, acting class. Do not do a scene with that person. I'm going to put it out there right now. I don't want to see you have to be straightened out nine ways by your chiropractor <laughs> after that happy night. 
Yeah, no, no I wouldn't. I, you know, she's not a big, big woman, but not, she's, it wouldn't, no but, offense but to you, know what? it wouldn't take a big woman. It wouldn't to... take much to take me down. Uh, well, we're done. We okay. should really be done by now That's because it? we, yeah, right. we gotta go, which okay. is because it gets worse from here. That's true. Oh, is the wood chipper gone? The wood chipper's gone. Of course, they didn't do all the work they were supposed to do, but that's okay too. So. Yeah, but did they get? Uh, did they get? Did they, they get a the, majority? Did, did they get the it? dog? Did they? Get... No, the dog is still here. Okay. and every, all the human right. beings survived, so we're okay with that. So, a couple trees, we're good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Please keep doing it. Tell your friends, and uh, we'll just bide our time uh, on two separate coasts, hanging out, reading about, exploring, investigating, researching, and of course, talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.